Hi, and welcome to another episode of Natural, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. It's my podcast, <laughs> Natural Bliss Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Wheeler. Remember to like, subscribe, ring the bell for notifications. I do release a podcast every Thursday. And also leave a comment if there's a, a, an episode that you would like me to do, a topic you'd like me to do. Leave that in the comments. I'd be more than happy to. I, I love suggestions. Head over to MajesticTara.com. Go to shop. I have a lot of skincare products on there that, that contain, they're infused with shungi. Some have kombucha in them. So they're very unique products. And remember to head over to the shungi and to get your protection against the electromagnetic field. Valentine's Day is coming up soon. And it'd be a, I have necklaces, I have bracelets. It would be a great gift for anybody that you would like to protect, male or female. So go ahead and do that. So today I have with me Elizabeth, Elizabeth Kipp, and she is a chronic pain specialist, yoga-informed addiction recovery coach, ancestral clearing practitioner, yoga and meditation teacher, and an international best-selling author of The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. She focuses on helping people realize the power of their inherent healing. As Elizabeth healed from over 40 years of chronic pain, including anxiety and panic attacks, along with 32 years of addiction to prescription medication. She now works to help others achieve the same healing that she experienced directly from the work she teaches. In addition, Elizabeth offers one-on-one and group sessions in stress and chronic pain management and addiction recovery, ancestral clearing, trauma-informed yoga, and meditation. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Well, thanks so much, Joyce. I'm so glad to be here, and I, I love the opportunity to um, uh, be able to uh, come in front of your listeners and to share you with my audience. <laughs> I think the great thing is, is that you have a story that a lot of people are dealing with mm-hmm. and they think that there's no way out. Mm-hmm. So I think by sharing your story and what you have done to recover and, mm-hmm. and offering your services to others will give a lot of people hope in a big way. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, did you want to hear a little bit about my story? Please. <laughs> yes. So I um, I grew up in a household where um, we had a lot of all the material stuff, but we also had, um, I had a, a, a mom who um, was bipolar and um, uh, alcoholic, and that created a very chaotic uh, environment. Mm-hmm. So I was always looking for when I was going to get in trouble because it happened every day and I would never know what it was. The only pattern was there was no pattern. So it it wasn't necessarily, I was a bad girl. I was doing anything bad. I was just doing, and then all of a sudden that thing, which was fine yesterday, was not fine today. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would get in trouble for that. It was kind of like that. Um, and also there was a lot of sugar in the diet, uh, unknowing they just, they didn't know any better, a lot of sugar in the diet that doesn't help either. Yeah. Uh, it didn't help my mother and it didn't help us. So my right. brother, and I. so, um, those are kind of two strikes right there. Um, I ha- I was born with some birth trauma. Um, that was another piece, uh, 
but I, when I was 14, I, I uh, fell off a horse and, and I, I broke a vertebrae in my low spine. Mm. I got up and walked away from that accident. I, it hurt, but I was able to walk. So I really didn't realize that I broke anything. I just thought it hurt. I bruised it pretty badly. Right. Um, and it hurt. Um, it hurt. And, and like 14 years later, I had to get surgery. My, the, the doctors were like, yeah, you know, you have this injury and it's unstable. And, and we, we, you know, the only way they were worried that I wouldn't be able to walk. So um, it was that bad of a break. And so we started, that's when this, this, the, the pain medication started. Um, so three surgeries, uh, three structural surgeries and one corrective surgery later. Um, so that was like, nine, that was 1982 through 1986. I had like those four surgeries and a um, lot of pain medicine. And I, I, I really, the, the doctors really didn't have an answer at that time they were they did they're not they don't understand chronic pain and they just assumed i wouldn't i wouldn't heal which is really important because they said you know they said you will be in pain you are going to be you're going to be in chronic pain for the rest of your life that that was there it was not just a pronouncement it was a pronouncement but it was like they said it with authority like they knew and, and, uh, and I, what did I, they I, manifest for you? And, oh my what gosh. They, and what they should have said was we're not trained in chronic pain. And our experience is mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that we don't know how to heal it. That's not what they said. Right. Mm -hmm. They made the assumption that I wouldn't heal. They never asked why isn't Elizabeth healing? They just made the assumption that I wouldn't. That's mm -hmm. huge. Like, yes. you know, that's huge. Yes, like, it is. Where, what's the perspective that your doctor is? And I'm not dissing doctors. I'm because there was a doctor that I met that actually helped me heal. So <laughs> it's like, you know, what's the perspective of the doctor you're sitting in front of? Right. And I finally met a doctor who understood the nature of chronic pain and helped me detox off those medications and uh, helped me understand the source of my pain was in the brain, chronic pain. Let's just define it for the audience. Chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. Any pain, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, any pain. So any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. The brain can't tell the difference between a broken bone and a broken heart. It all sends the safe signal hurts. So the grief experience for someone who really um, has, you know, uh, grief for them is sticky, uh, 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. That's a chronic pain experience for them. Wow. Yeah. So I, 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 that's one of the things I do. I talk on, I, I talk about grief because that's a kind of a particular kind of chronic pain, but anyway, so he understood this doctor and Dr. Peter Prescott, uh, who wrote the book, uh, conquer chronic pain an innovative mind body approach. Uh, he's passed away, but his book lives on. So it's a, it's a great book. It's a companion book to my book, The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. And um, in there, we talk about the tools. Both of us talk about the tools that he um, developed uh, for the most part. I bring in yoga but as well. But um, for the most part, we talk about the tools that he used to help not just me, 
but thousands of other uh, uh, pa patients who were in this, we, they called us hickory nut cases, cases other doctors couldn't crack, right? Right. So, so cases where, you know, the patients were told you will be in level, you know, you will be in chronic pain for the rest of your life. Well, that, that's, that says a lot about the model that the doctor's working under and the statistics that they're working under, but to pronounce that, to say you will, instead of the odds are, Right. right. There's no room for hope in that prognosis. Right. right. And the thing is, too, is that your subconscious absorbs that. That's right. And starts to believe it. So it's like they were manifesting chronic pain for you for the rest of your life. Wow. Well, I, I, I'm not sure I would give them that much power, but I, I, I knew because I had a science background I knew that they had a limited, that they had a limited perspective. Hmm. And so I kept looking elsewhere for the answer because I knew here wasn't, didn't have the answer. <laughs> so right. I kept looking elsewhere and it just took me a while to find the answer, you know, but I kept looking. So you help other people to manage their chronic pain? Yeah, I, I help other people with that. And uh, I help, I, I kind of also help them kind of, um, I'm a coach, I'm not a doctor, but I can kind of point them. Uh, I can help them kind of ask questions to their doctor um, because I kind of understand the phenomenon. Right. And, um, and I do, and I do coaching. So I'm, um, I'm a, and I, I also work with people that are in recovery from uh, in recovery from addiction of any kind that have a chronic pain that develop a chronic pain problem. I worked with them as well because they don't want to be on medication. They're, they're trying to stay clean um, of, of any prescription medication or alcohol or any kind of numbing drugs. So, so I work with them to help them with their, um, with their pain experience um, to just to mitigate that. Um, sometimes people just, their pain just clears, but um, it, 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 that's why I bring in the ancestral clearing as a piece of that. Um, all the things you, you mentioned, a bunch of different things that I do. Mm -hmm. It's all the same hat, but the, the big hat is chronic pain management and the, all the things that you list, all the other things you listed are, are under that. I, they all serve the chronic pain experience. That's my area. So do you, can you do yoga? So it is yoga included in your coaching practice with people with chronic pain? Yep. I teach a, a trauma-informed yoga class every Thursday night uh, on Zoom. And uh, most of my, uh, most of the people in that class are chronic pain, people that have had chronic pain or have trauma in their background and uh, are trying to clear it. Yoga is a very sweet, gentle way of getting the issues out of the tissues. Issues out of the tissues. <laughs> I like that. So you said you do this virtually? Yes. I do it in person, but not since COVID. I just, everything went online when COVID hit. Right, right. So is it a, is it a special type of yoga? I know there's different kinds of yoga. Well, so is, it, is it a special type of yoga that's geared towards people with chronic pain? It's, yes, it's, it's really, um, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I don't want to get too specialized for your audience here, but it's, it's, it's yoga with a polyvagal theory um, orientation, which is all um, 
trauma-informed around the vagus nerve and the, it's how our anatomy works, how the nerves work. It's, it, so it's, it's got that focus. So uh, a, a, a trauma-informed yoga class, and I tend to bring Kundalini in, but not only, um, is a little bit different class. In a regular yoga class, you might hear somebody's, the teacher say, keep up. And we don't say that in trauma-informed class. We say, meet yourself where you are. This is your practice. You know, if you need to, you always have agency. If you need to, if you need to stop and rest, please do come back when you're ready, right? You can, you can, um, the brain really can't tell the difference between doing something and imagining doing something. So you can just imagine yourself in the pose and you still get benefits. So it's a little different way of working the class, but people still have a, a beautiful experience. And, 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 and my, my clients, they come back, they come back week after week uh, because they have, a, they have a good experience. Well, I'm passing because I want the listening audience to understand because if I had chronic pain and somebody suggested to me doing yoga, I'd be like, are you crazy? I have chronic pain. I can't, I can't do these movements. So I, I'm sure you give modifications. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we call it, we don't even call it modification. That implies that there's, <clears throat> there's a perfect, there's a perfect way and everything outside of that is not perfect. I call it variations <clears throat> so that, so that we're not, we're not doing this, this comparison, good, bad thing. It's just a different version of kind of what I'm, I'm going to, you can do this version or you can do this version or you can do this version. <clears throat> Lots of people come in, in a chair, they'll come and sit in a chair. And if all they have to do is breathe, if, if, if they, if all they can do for that day is breathe, that's for that class is breathe. That's great. That's fine. That's all we're, we're just doing conscious. We're just using the breath in a conscious way, which just that helps to clear like I said, the issues out of the tissues. Right. Well, you know, I never, you know, when you talked about modification, I never thought about it like that. I just, you know, cause I've, I've worked out, worked out for many years and they would show a modification for like those that were just starting out or those that were intermediate and those that were, were more advanced. And for me, I just felt like I was given options mm -hmm. so that wherever I was in my journey, or if my body's capacity, that's that's what I I, I would do, you that's know. It. So mm -hmm. so it's it's to, for you to put it that way as far as modification, and I was like, wow, I never thought about it like that. I always just thought, yeah, good for you. Some people do. Some people think, oh, well, the teacher's doing it this way, <clears throat> and I can't do it, and so she's saying, you know, modify it. It's it's just a subtle. It's very subtle. We, I really don't want people in the class to feel <clears throat> that they're less than in any way because they right. can't do what I'm doing. I want them to do what they're doing and that's right. fine. They're perfect the way they're doing. So I set kind of an example and then you can try this, this way or this way. And that's kind of how we do that. Yeah. Know? So whatever's comfortable for your body, you yeah. know, where so you are right now. And, you know, from, again, from exercising for so many years, you do progress, your body starts to heal, your body gets stronger and you can progress and you can go up to the intermediate. And then, you know, maybe someday be able to do what the instructor is doing in the way that they're doing it. But I think it's just all about, 
meeting people where they are and people being willing to meet themselves where they are Ooh. instead of instead of getting upset that I can't do this and just giving up. That's no. exactly right. You you got it in a nutshell. That's exactly right. We just need then you know the first time that I sat in a I've been in lots of yoga classes <clears throat> once I got uh I healed this chronic pain. I got out of that uh, pain management program and I started going to yoga classes. And I was so used to pushing because in chronic pain, we push, push, push through. We're just used to that. Um, and I was trying to keep up with my yoga teachers. So I, I had this because I was so used to pushing through. I just did that. Then I got into a trauma informed class and I watched the teacher and she said, you know, meet yourself where you are. And she's this gentle, you have agency. You know what happened? I burst into tears because somebody saw me. She saw, oh, I felt like I'd been, see, I don't try easily. I felt like I'd been seen and heard and met. And I given permission to just be where Elizabeth is in Elizabeth land and not have right. to try and cross the bridge to the teacher. See, that's the difference between a regular yoga class and a trauma-informed class. We meet you where you are, not you meet me where I am as the teacher. Right, right. You're yeah. right. Exactly. You know, so I don't want anybody in the listening audience to bear away from Elizabeth just because it's a yoga class. Yeah, you can benefit greatly from it and not just physically, but mentally also and spiritually. So I would totally, if you are having any kind of trauma, I would totally look up Elizabeth and check out one for classes and maybe just watch and see what's going on, what everybody else is doing. So if somebody is interested in joining this yoga class, how can they do that? Oh, they can just go to my website, elizabeth-kip.com and go to the shop. It's listed in products under my shop um, as trauma-informed yoga. I also do ancestral clearing, which was another really important piece of my uh, healing. I'm really curious about that. Yeah. So I can give your, I can give everybody an, an experience of that, but um, just as just the listeners and experience of that. But basically it's like we come into this world with information from our ancestors, right. all kinds of information. Uh, some of it's really great stuff. Uh, it's all helpful, but some of it is, is um, the frequency kind of from, from trauma, from unresolved trauma and generational trauma. Right. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of that coming in now. Once, once stupid, I, I've been doing ancestor clearing for um, eight years now. And, um, uh, and in the last two years since COVID started, the, the level, the deepness, the depth of the stuff that people are coming in with around their ancestors is, is much, is just bigger. It's just deeper. It's just deeper. It's interesting. So why do, why do you work think on... So I don't, well, I think, I think the times there's so much going on. It's not just, uh -huh. COVID, but lots of other things. There's so much going on. There's a lot of uncertainty and fear in the world. And I think that it's just bringing up uh, the, 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 uh, the unresolved fear in the lineage. <clears throat> so we, we work on that stuff <clears throat> and I can give you an example. Please. Like just a, just kind of a quick uh, example of what ancestral clearing is. If, if everybody could just, that's listening and, and, and even in the replay, um, you still get help, uh, could just um, uh, 
put your attention on uh, the sensation you're feeling in the body <clears throat> and stay present, present as I, as I, as I do this process. And we'll do we call, need to close our eyes? You don't have to, but um, you can, that's fine. And you can put your attention on your inner experience. Um, so I'm going to, so this process uses, it's not like I'm a great healer. I'm holding a space here as a practitioner and we're calling in creator energy. We're calling in the energy of the creator source of all it is to help us. So um, we're, uh, and, and, and so it's, it's conversation between creator energy and the listener. That's how, and I'm just kind of focusing the energy. So that, that's kind of what's happening here. So we can just stay present uh, and, and uh, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> relax the breath and while I do this. Creator source of all that is, <clears throat> we love you. Thank you for loving us. We ask humbly uh, for us and everyone listening and all of our ancestors, all of their, our, our relations through all space, time, dimension, realms, lifetimes, and incarnations for all hurts and wrongs <laughs> done to us in thought, word, or action. Any hurts or wrongs uh, we did to others, whether knowingly or unknowingly, and any hurts and wrongs we did to ourselves, please help us all forgive each other, release one another, and find peace with one another, please and thank you. <clears throat> for any time anyone wasn't, was abandoned, not supported, loved, or nurtured the way they needed, <clears throat> Times they abandoned others, weren't able to support and love and nurture others the way they needed, and times they weren't able to love themselves. Please help them all to forgive each other, forgive one another, forgive themselves, please and thank you. For any time anyone was out of integrity, for any misuse of power, position, or authority, for any injustice of any kind, slavery, infidelity, <clears throat> war, holocaust, <clears throat> miscarriage. Please help them all forgive each other for all that happened, no matter what it was. Help them all release one another and release themselves. Find peace with one another and find peace with themselves. Please and thank you. Now take a breath in and let it out and notice how that feels in the body. <clears throat> kind of calming yeah i it's feel like this calm this peace mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's just a little i do 50 minute sessions but that's just a little well, i think we did two minutes <laughs> there wow <laughs> just a little two minute wash there it's just kind of a cleansing um you know we carry a lot of stuff we don't realize, and I didn't, under, I was so surprised with this practice. I was like, I didn't even realize I was carrying things until I went through the practice and I'm like, I feel lighter. And I was, yeah, I didn't even know I was carrying because I came in with it. I was born with it. So I've been walking around with it all this time. Well, that's like, you know, I had gone through like all of the garbage I had been through and just went, you know, it, it's done. It's over with. I can't change it. It's in the past. Let's just forgive it, forgive and forget and just move on. But I still feel like there's something that I haven't dealt with. And maybe this is what it is. Maybe it's not mine. It's it. I, I get this all the time. It's amazing. You know, we, like I said, we come in with this stuff and, uh, and we're like, 
we have patterns that show up and keep showing up in our life and like I've done all the work and it's still showing right. up. That's, that's where that's where this process is so great. So I, I and also I like to join ancestor clearing and yoga because you've got the you've got the the prayer work, which is amazing. And then you've got the yoga, which helps move, helps to move the it, the tissue, the issues again out of the tissues. And they they're both at this beautiful practice. So I, I do one or the other, but I also do them joined. <laughs> so. And this also, the, uh, the yoga and like this clearing would also help to raise your vibrational frequency, which is very important to our health and to being able to heal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, absolutely. You know, these are things that we're not taught. We're not ta no. taught how important it is to tend to our vibrational frequency. Yeah, I didn't how, know until I got into yoga and started studying the sound current. Right? Sound what? The sound current, mantra. Ah. Mantra. Yeah, until I started studying that and started listening to that very high vibrational music on the, all the time. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. It changes the way the body, like all movement is, is, a, is a vibration. So what vibration are you going to be? I'm so glad you brought that up, Joyce. All movement is a vibration we have a choice about what vibration we're, we're, we're working at. And that's why we bring in beautiful music, high vibrational energy uh, modalities. There's just more than yoga, but yoga is a really right. good mantra. Um, Bhakti yoga is a beautiful one. It's not the only one, but there's lots of stuff that can do that. And in and, and, and the process with doing yoga, you're also stimulating the vagus nerve system. Exactly. Is, That's the polyvagal stuff that I was talking about. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is very important for our health that we're not another thing we're not told about. It's never talked about. So well, that also kind of new. It's kind of polyvagal theory is kind of new. Uh, we knew about the vagus nerve, but we never understood it's it's really how it functioned. It works. It's called the vagus nerve. It means wandering. That word really? vagus means wandering because it, 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 it's in every single organ in the organ system in the body and it and it's the it's the 10th cranial nerve so it, it it's all in the face here and the neck mm -hmm. and it, um anyway it's, it goes into the heart and it goes down into the organs and it, it, it a lot of the information comes up from the vagus from the lower part of the vagus nerve up into the brain and then and then the brain brings information down into the vagus nerve but most of the information is coming up from the vagus nerve, about 80% is coming up from the nervous or into the brain. So that 20% of the information in the vagus nerve system is coming down from the brain. And it's also the largest nerve, longest nerve in our body yes. next, to the spot, next to the spine. That's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so very, a lot of information just sitting in that space. Right. And again, you know, people, it's not being talked about in the, in the Western medicine. Can we pause? Can we pause? I'm so sorry. Yeah. One moment. Um, yeah. In regards to the vagus nerve, I, I don't know a whole lot about it as far as what the functioning of it is. I know it goes from the brain and reaches all the rest of the organs in the body, but I don't know the exact purpose for it, do you? Well, according to polyvagal theory, Stephen Porges um, sent this beautiful work. Um, 
The vagus nerve is really our threat assessment system. <clears throat> it tells us when we're safe and when we're not. So that's part of it. The other part of it, it's social engagement. So you and I right now, we're co-regulating together. You're looking, you're listening to my voice. The, the vagus nerve goes up into the ears. It, it, uh, it's in the eyes and in the face and the, and the mouth. And so we're looking at each other and we're getting clues from what the face looks like and the sound of the voice. And those things are, they help us to co-regulate and understand if I'm safe or not. You know, if, if, if um, uh, I, I can, my nervous system can pick up on my, through the vagus nerve, can pick up on your nervous system through the vagus for its vagus nerve. And we can kind of see, are we safe in this relationship? That's its function is to co-regulate so it's we were a, we connected species we 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 survive when we connect so it's for co-regulation and it's also for safety assessment am i safe in this moment Does so it, yeah so is it part of the fight or flight response yes yep yeah there's these different <laughs> so there's there's uh dorsal, there's dorsal vagal state, which is uh, the fight or flight. And then there's, there's ventral, which is the parasympathetic calming, the calming state. So it's kind of which, which one, which one are you in? Okay. The other thing I don't understand, I know how to stimulate it. I know about it. How does it get out of whack? I'll give you an example. Um, remember, I told you that I that I that I grew up uh, in a household where I I never knew when I was going to get in trouble. Yeah, that right there will do it, because the nervous system is constantly in a state of fight or flight. It's constantly it's in hypervigilance, and the stress response is constantly going off, so it gets really out of balance. And that was one of the first things that that my doc, Dr. Peter Prescott, helped me with was to calm that down. <laughs> so. a lot of people are stressed. So that means that their vagus nerve is being negatively impacted. Yep. Yeah, I can, I can give you a, a, really, a, a really sweet tool for everybody to use <clears throat> that can hack the vagus nerve in about three minutes. <clears throat> Put your finger over your right nostril and just breathe in the left nostril for three minutes. <clears throat> Nice, and then we won't do it here, but maybe we do it for a minute. <clears throat> Just nice, even inhale to exhale. Just nice inhale to exhale, keeping the inhale and the exhale even in length and duration to one another. No push on the breath, just a nice ease in the breath. We're stimulating the cooling, calming part of the brain, the parasympathetic nervous system when we breathe just in the left side. And you can, we'll just do this for another maybe 30 seconds. <clears throat> You'll get an experience of it. It helps to calm the nervous system. It gives a signal to the vagus nerve. It takes about three minutes for the nervous system to really get the signal. It tells the vagus nerve, oh, I'm safe. And you can feel it relax. Now, just take the hand down and, and, and breathe normally. Did you notice anything different just in a minute? Yeah, I did. 
So, so how long would you have to do this to actually calm yourself down? Three minutes. Three, three minutes. minutes. You, you'll, it'll hack the nervous system really fast. <laughs> so, yeah. So we can change our state. We have power to change our. This is another reason why I teach yoga because yoga gives us the tools that we need to change our our state. We can just implement them. Ancestral clearing helps us uh, deal with any kind of worthiness issues we have so that we feel worthwhile taking the time to help ourselves heal. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering because also one thing about our, our society these days is everybody is so busy. You know, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And it like kind of blows my mind because we here we have all this technology that washes our clothes, washes our dishes, cooks our food, you know, and it's like we still don't have time. So well, is there something? Well, some of the things I've heard of that stimulate the vagus nerve system is laughing. Yes, that's another singing, one. Great. Yep. Singing very loudly. Oh, you can just chant. You don't have to sing loudly. You can just chant because we do chanting in, in my yoga class all the time as part of the yoga class. Chanting will stimulate the, all these nerves in here and the vagus nerve that sits in the, in the throat and, and the breath work that we do. That also activates the, it, it sends signals into the vagus nerve, all those things. Yep. So can you give, give us an example of chanting? Sure. Yeah. Well, one of the, the most one of the most studied chants uh, that I'm aware of is is called Kirtan Kriya. You take your uh, you take your thumb and you touch uh, one finger, the forefinger, the middle finger, the ring finger, and the little finger to <clears throat> Sa Ta Na Ma. <clears throat> Sa Ta Na Ma. And that ah, ah, that's all working the vagus nerve. And those are all beautiful. Those are seed sounds to, um, means sa infinity, ta um, life, na death, ma rebirth. So it's affirming the cycle of life and death, the transformation. And uh, so it's a beautiful chant. It's, it's well studied. Um, uh, it's used in hospitals for helping people that have um, Alzheimer's to uh, recondition the brain. And it's also for use for stroke patients that help uh, helps to the brain to reorganize after a stroke. And, and uh, we use it in recovery all the time. It really helps to calm the nervous system and to cut through negativity because we, we, we have kind of a negative bias and in, and in chronic pain and in addiction, it can get really accentuated. So we have this, you know, uh, you know, they did it and I'm mad at them and, and I'm mad at me. And we've got a lot of that negativity that Kirtan Kriya right there will will cut right through that stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's very powerful. So what culture does this in particular chant come from? Yes, it comes from India. It's okay. Those are Sanskrit words. And uh, that's Kirtan Kriya, K-I-R-T-A-N. Next word, Kriya, which means uh, uh, action for a specific outcome. Kriya, K 
C-U-R-T-A-N-C-R-I-Y-A. And you can look that up on YouTube, Kurt Tancria, or Google it, and you'll get the instructions and lots of different kinds of music that's made for it that you can do the Satanama to. It's, we use it all the time. So on YouTube, do they actually do with the fingers too? Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. Because that to me feels very therapeutic. Well, there's a very intimate connection between the hands and the brain. Ah. And so we're not just touching, we're pressing a little bit. And okay. when we do that, we're stimulating the brain, both hemispheres of the brain, because we're using both hands and we're we're stimulating the brain as well, not just the vagus nerve, we're stimulating the brain as well. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of chemistry going on, biochemistry and electro stuff that's going on as a result. Another variation of, of curtain Kriya is to cross the hands and do the fingers, the satanama with the fingers that way. And you help rewire the brain that way is a little, you do a little cross work, a little cross training in the brain. It's another way to, to do that. It's pretty cool. I was going to say, how cool is that? It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I love yoga because it's this beautiful technology that people don't really understand. It hasn't been marketed very well in the, in the world, in the Western world, but it's a beautiful technology that harnesses the, the biochemistry, the electrobiochemistry of the body to really, um, you know, vibrate the body uh, with chanting right, to bring it to that high frequency, really tune the body to its optimal level of, of, uh, of, of fitness so that potential really builds potential. So do you do any work with the chakras? Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, right, yes, of course. Yeah, that's, the, yes, absolutely. So is this all incorporated into one or is it separate? Or do you incorporate everything that you do into this virtual session with the yoga and mm -hmm. the ancestral clearing? Well, I, yeah, the when I do ancestral clearing in a yoga class, that's usually a workshop that's more than an, an hour class. <laughs> and okay. I, my class is usually an hour and a half, but it's the workshops are a little bit longer. Um, I do ancestral clearing sessions uh, every day somewhere on the planet, uh, virtually on the phone, over text, it, you know, whatever, uh, somehow in person, but not so much in person anymore because of COVID, but um, we have a lot of COVID around here right now. Where are you located? I'm in Lawrence, Kansas, right in the middle. Oh, okay. Of the, yeah, that's right. In the that's geographic right. center of the country, like literally. <laughs> yeah, so, it's very flat there. It's not as flat as you would think it would be. It's, it's actually, we don't have mountains, but it's not like go to Western Kansas. If you go West, about an hour and then it's really flat. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think because I was in Kansas uh -huh. for, for a couple of months I was living there and I'm trying to think what town I was in. Lawrence is the capital, correct? Or is uh, that Topeka? Topeka is the capital. Lawrence was the capital originally, but it, it, Topeka is the capital now. And it's uh, the University of Kansas is here. We're about 50 miles uh, west of Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the name of the town. It was when I was in my teens, so it's, but, but where, wherever it was that I was in Kansas, it was very flat, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I'm in Louisiana now, Louisiana, where I'm at is pretty flat. I'm in, uh, you know, Louisiana is kind of like a boot mm -hmm. and I'm, I, I'm in the toe, mm -hmm. just up there. So I'm an hour from, I'm an hour 
I say south of New Orleans. No, an hour north of New Orleans. Okay. And an and an hour east of Baton Rouge. Okay. So that's where I am. And it's pretty oh. flat here. It's pretty flat here too. Beautiful. So is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience? Well, I would like to say that the 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 greatest healer that you know lives right inside of you. That's a profound teaching. It took me a long time to learn that. I kept looking at the doctors for the answer or the healer, the breaky back, the, 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 the acupuncture. I kept looking outside and they, they, they're wonderful. I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying that when my only focus is outside and I'm not looking within, I'm missing, I'm missing part of the, part of the healing, most of the healing. So I take 20% of the responsibility for my healing. I give to the entire medical community. The other 80% is between me and the creator. Mm -hmm. So the, the doctor and the, the healthcare person can tell me, give me orders, you know, do this to make yourself better. I take them home and I go and do the work. And then I do set up the conditions for the body to heal and the body heals, beauty knows exactly what to do. So a, a doctor can, can stitch up a bone, but it can't tell the body how to heal. Right. right? Sorry, stitch so up a bone instead of bone. Do, do you deal with the gut microbiome too? Are you teaching about that? Well, I teach about it. I, I'm not a functional doctor, so I'm not a nutritionist, but I, I certainly would point somebody in that direction. If, if I had somebody that came to me with depression, the first thing I'd ask them is, you know, what's going on with your gut? Uh, because we, we know that the, we, we've seen uh, that the, the gut flora, a gut flora imbalance can bring depression. So, you know, you need to get it can do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need <laughs> it, to get, with Donna Gates. you need to get with Donna Gates from body ecology, for instance, to, to, uh, to learn about that stuff. So I, I'll point them in the direction but yeah, I've I've got I've got you know probiotics. I've, my diet's pretty tweaked. Um, it's really important, right? I got my COVID booster and and a, a while a couple of weeks ago, and it 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 threw my my digestive system right into some havoc. And I had probiotics on board, and I had a certain diet, and I I've just been and I'm back. I'm almost back to normal. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I brew kombucha, which that kimchi and sauerkraut contain mm -hmm. the most varieties of probiotics. So fermentations are really good. And mm -hmm. then I also make an elderberry tincture. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that also helps to support the immune system. Yeah, awesome. So, and I, I'm happy to say, I, I have not been to a Western medicine doctor in over 11 years. Oh, wow. Well, good for you. I, I've had no need for it. Now, my husband, on the other hand, has. It's it, like he's been he had to have his gallbladder out. He just oh. he just fell off the ladder and broke his, his left clavicle. Oh, clavicle. sorry. So I'm just like, you know, he, he's like three. This is three. This is we went through Ida. So, you know, I can't that imagine was, what that's been like for you. The, all the hurricanes. I just can't imagine. Well, this is the, we've been here 
since 2010. This is the second hurricane that we, we've experienced. We went through Isaac, which was like nothing. Ida, it was like, she just trashed the heck out of the place. Thankfully, our house is fine, our car is fine, the carport's fine, you know, all of our assets are just fine. What a blessing. You know, oh, yeah. Your you have your life too. Yeah. Right, cool. right. Well, I did a lot of speaking to the angels the day before. I knew when I knew it was coming, I was just like, okay, you guys got me, right? You got me. But we walked out, we walked out of the house. And my husband and I, our, our chins were on the ground because we could not believe it. It looked like a war zone out here. It was just, it was like, wow, really? We couldn't get out of our driveway for four days. We were without power for 30 days. We had no internet for 50 days. Whoa. But we had two generators. So, oh, wow. Well, amazing. Amazing. Wow. Well, how fortunate you were. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you something. You, when you, these distractions like the internet or like TV and stuff, it's amazing how much you can focus in inward and, you know, learn things about yourself and not just yourself, but, you know, looking at your neighbors, getting out there, talking to your neighbors, helping your neighbors, Mm -hmm. you, you know, your focus changes. That's right. That's right. Well said. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. So anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? We're going to close out here. Well, I, I, I'd like to just make sure that they know that on my website's elizabeth-kip.com. You have to put the hyphen in there because elizabethkip.com is a, is a web designer and a photographer, and she's amazing. And she's not me. <laughs> so my website's elizabeth with a hyphen kip.com. And uh, and I'm all over social media, and I and I, I I'm glad to be be glad to engage with any of you. And I will include the link for her website in the description, so you you can easily find it. And we highlight it there for you. All you have to do is click on it, and it will magically transport you over to Elizabeth's website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joyce. I, I sure appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today and to uh, to connect with your listeners. Thank you, Elizabeth, so much for joining me. I, I greatly appreciate it. You enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much. Thank Bye you. Now. Keep shining. <laughs>